You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. Let's close out this week on the podcast by taking some time to reflect upon the Buffalo Bills pre-draft visitors for the 2021 NFL Draft. Everybody knows that this scouting cycle was very different, and part of that is that the Bills technically didn't host any pre-draft visitors. Normally, they have the top 30 visits where they bring in prospects to visit the facility, work them out, all that type of stuff. But this COVID year did not allow for any of that to happen. However, the Bills still met with plenty of players via Zoom. Now, we only know what's been reported. The Bills or any team, they don't have to disclose which players they had Zoom meetings with. So this list could be way longer than what we're covering today, but we got to go with what we have. And what we're going to do today is reflect on the players that the Bills have had a Zoom meeting with, and we'll talk about what they are and what range of the draft the Bills could be targeting these players. Again, this is not comprehensive. This is just what we know. It's just what's been reported, and I'm sure there are dozens and dozens of prospects that they met with that we have no idea about. So that's going to be our first two segments. The last segment, I'm going to talk about the different pro days that Brandon Bean was at. Again, we don't know of all of them. We just know of four. So we're going to talk about those four pro days and try to figure out who Brandon Bean has his eye on. So let's start by getting into the players that they met with over Zoom that I think are first, second, or third round options. Day one, day two type guys in terms of where I think they will ultimately get drafted. And we're going to cover a lot of players today, so I'll keep the ball rolling here. I'm not going to spend too much time on any one player, but just kind of introduce you to these names, and a lot of them are names that we've already talked about. So here we go. I'm not getting to these names in any particular order. It's just the order that they are on the sheet in front of me. So they met with Tommy Tremble, tight end from Notre Dame. That's according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. And Tremble is one of my favorite tight end prospects this year. He's my tight end three. I have Kyle Pitts as number one. Pat Fryermuth is number two. And then it's Tommy Tremble, who if the Bills were to draft a tight end not named Kyle Pitts, which he's going four to Atlanta, that's my belief, I would hope it's Tommy Tremble. He's one of those guys that you watch play football, and he just has that dog mentality. He's aggressive as a blocker, and when he gets chances to catch a football, you see a lot of competitive toughness about his game, and he's a good athlete. If there was a day two tight end that I would bet on, it would be Tremble. Now, you wish he had more production at Notre Dame, but I mean, this dude was buried on the depth chart behind Cole Komet, who was the first tight end drafted last year. They have this, you know, transformer-type tight end that's a true freshman this past year at Notre Dame who wound up being like the the featured guy. But I think he'll be a better pro than college player. And he gives me some George Kittle vibes. Not not saying he's going to become an elite player like George Kittle, but 
the type of player we watched at Iowa that George Kittle was, the developmental appeal that was there, and then if he reaches all of his ceiling, you know, you feel like you can get that type of uh, of a contributor. They met with Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback Florida State, that according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. And Samuel Jr. is so interesting to me. I think he would be in play potentially in the first round. Maybe he gets to the end of the second round, perhaps a trade-up candidate for the Bills if they want to take a, a move up the board at some point in the second round. But what's interesting to me about Samuel Jr. is that he's 5'10", 180 pounds. He's a smaller corner. And you just don't really look through the history of cornerbacks that Sean McDermott has been involved with and find guys that are the same size as Samuel Jr. I think he's a sticky man coverage corner. I think he plays above his weight class. His ball skills started to come on this past year. So if the Bills wanted to run more man coverage and they need a guy that can turn and run, then yeah, go get Samuel Jr. I guess I'm just a little surprised that he's a realistic option for the team from a scheme fit perspective, but I'm not opposed to him. I think he's a good player. Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State, folks. Folks, if the Bills get Tevin Jenkins, I will be swooning. I think he's going to be long gone, whether that's the Raiders, the Colts, the Bears, Tennessee. I don't know how he gets to 30, but if he does, goodness gracious, this dude is an ass kicker. I mean, he is nasty. I talked about him on the podcast yesterday. He literally wants to embarrass you in front of your family, and he's a good athlete, powerful, big. I think he'd be a wonderful projection to guard for the Bills where might be able to beat out Cody Ford this year. If you wind up moving on from Mitch Morse after this season, you slide Feliciano over to center, put him at right guard and prosper. So I'd love Tevin Jenkins. If I got to Melifonwu, cornerback from Syracuse, this according to Ryan Talbot of NewYorkUpstate.com, I think he's a wonderful day two corner option for the Bills. Size, athleticism, length, ball skills, physicality, good in zone, has upside in man. I'd love for Sean McDermott to get his hands on this guy and see what he could become at CB2. James Wiggins, the safety from Cincinnati, that according to Sal Capaccio of WGR 550. I'll tell you what, Wiggins is one of my favorite third, fourth round type safety options. Was really dynamic a couple years ago at Cincinnati. I think he had four game-clinching interceptions like the last play of the game he saved the game by getting an interception I mean just really clutch player physical super dynamic athlete good size if you want to have a an option to be that Dean Marlowe type player that can play a little in the slot and give you an option behind Poyer and Hyde and if you want to do some three safety stuff get yourself James Wiggins and I think he can match up with tight ends and man coverage as well so I love him in the third round the last guy that we'll mention in this early round discussion is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker from Notre Dame. Man, he'd be a fun player to add to this defense. Kind of undersized at linebacker, but I'm not too concerned about it. He plays big. He's physical. He's aggressive. He's willing to stick his face in a fan, and he's dynamic as an athlete. Really, really explosive, long speed. He's got all kinds of range. Super good in coverage. You can put him out on the hashes, play him in the overhang. Really give yourself a, a, a fun option to add to your defense, make your scheme more dynamic, help mitigate some matchups, right? If you want to match up with the Patriots and they're going to throw John U. Smith at you, 
Mike Gusecki, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, the millions of tight ends that the Colts play. I think he'd be the right type of player to add to this defense and, and make it more versatile in terms of scheme and improve the team's collective speed and give them an option against tight ends. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. The next batch of players that I want to get into are guys that I think are mid to late round options. Even some of these are UDFA type players. So let's rip through this list. We got a bunch. I'll keep the line moving here. Jamie and Sherwood safety from Auburn that according to Justin Mello of the draft network, he's a box safety, pretty uninspiring type player, not very athletic. If they're looking for a dime type linebacker or special teams contributor, that's what I think Sherwood is, and I expect him to be a late-round guy. Frank Darby, wide receiver, Arizona State. That, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. Darby's interesting. I got a chance to interact with Darby when I was at the HOA Scouting Combine down in South Florida a few weeks ago, and this dude brings the energy. I mean, he's one of the most charismatic, high-energy people I've ever been around. Now, with that said, I think he's a really average football player. Didn't quite have the speed that you hoped he did when he tested, ran in the high four fives, and he's a guy at Arizona State that won down the field, kind of a ball skills guy. Not a super dynamic route runner. I think he's a bit redundant for the Bills if they were to bring him in in terms of they have a better version of this player in Gabriel Davis. So, I love his attitude. I'm sure he'll be great on teams, super competitive, but I think he's a pretty pedestrian wide receiver prospect. Javian Hawkins running back Louisville, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. This dude is a pocket rocket running back, super explosive. I mean, he can get zero to 60 in a hurry. Big play guy. However, I think he's just a space player. You don't really want him running between the tackles. Not a super nuanced guy in terms of pressing the line of scrimmage and finding space and making his blocks right. He's a space running back. And for a guy that's a satellite type running back, you wish he had a better receiving profile under his belt. So if you just need speed out of the backfield, then go get yourself Javian Hawkins. But I think he's pretty underdeveloped as a running back. Shane Simpson, running back Virginia, according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. He's a UDFA type player. I mean, I study Virginia. He's a rotational back. Like he didn't even, he wasn't even a featured player for them. Had about 400 yards from scrimmage this past year, three touchdowns, no production outside of this year. So I'm guessing a high character special teams player that um, is more of a UDFA. Demetric Felton, running back, 
slash wide receiver out of UCLA. That according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. I don't know about this guy. I know that he had some buzz coming out of the Senior Bowl, but my issue with Felton is that he's small, slow, and doesn't have a true position. I mean, at, at slot receiver, he's underdeveloped as a route runner and he's a body catcher and he doesn't have the body type to truly be a running back. So he's pretty uninspiring to me. I think he'll have a hard time making an NFL roster. Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver, Iowa. That according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. I think this is a player that the Bills are really going to like late in the draft, maybe fifth, sixth round area. Uh, speed vertically down the field. He made a lot of a lot of plays down the field for Iowa and he's been a good kick returner for them. Plus, he has that Iowa pedigree that Brandon Bean seems to like. So really interesting middle-of-day-three type wide receiver prospect. Jarrett Patterson running back from the University of Buffalo. That, according to Dan Feetz. You're not going to like what I have to say about Jarrett Patterson, but I'm not a big fan. I know he had all the big-time production this past year. It turned a lot of heads because of the yards he was able to gain, but he's not super exciting to me as an NFL back. I think he's discount Devin Singletary, and that's not a good thing. Very modest athletic profile, very modest in terms of vision and you know having that contact balance to sustain himself and win between the tackles. He's a late-round guy for me, and I'm not super bullish on what he's going to become in the NFL. Next up is Dax Maline, wide receiver from BYU. That, according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network, Maline is a big-bodied outside receiver, ball skills and size down the field, special teams guy. He's redundant in the Bills wide receiver room considering they have uh, Isaiah Hodgins and Jake Kumaro. I think he's that type of guy. Mike Strachan, wide receiver from Charleston, that according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. Strachan is a guy that I think has some buzz because he's like 6'5", 230 pounds, and Ran a crazy fast 40-yard dash, but I was super, super underwhelmed by his tape. Um, for a guy that's just big and can win down the field, you didn't necessarily see like super dynamic route running. He didn't stack corners very well. Even when he made plays and it was like a contested situation, which they usually were, he didn't even have to really jump to catch the football. I think he's got a big transition ahead of him, and I think he'll struggle to stick in the NFL. Jacoby Stevens, safety from LSU, that according to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. Stevens is a day three safety linebacker hybrid, not super dynamic in terms of athleticism, but he's been a steady contributor for LSU. I don't love him. You know, for a big imposing safety, you wish he played a little bit more of a physical brand of football. So to me, he's just like Jamie and Sherwood. I guess they're looking for this bigger safety type player based on some of the guys we've mentioned, but... He's kind of an underwhelming day three option to me. Darren Hall, cornerback from San Diego State. That, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network, he's interesting to me. This is a day three slot option, has good ball production, competitive, feisty type player. If the Bills were looking for depth in the slot and perhaps a guy that can succeed Taron Johnson next year, I think he's an interesting option. So that's that's an exciting one to me. This one's exciting too. Avery Williams, cornerback from Boise State, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. My goodness, this guy has an insane resume with what he's been able to accomplish on special teams as a returner and blocking kicks and punts. I mean, you love that pedigree. Plus, he's a pretty decent slot corner uh, projection to me. So I think he would be a very, very valuable day three pick that 
should be high on every team's board. Evan McPherson, kicker from Florida, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. I don't have a lot to say here. I mean, Tyler Bass is the kicker. I'm not sure if they'll bring him in potentially as a UDFA to at least challenge Bass, which they should. They should bring in a kicker. Every team needs to have two kickers in camp, but I don't know. Tyler Bass is the kicker in my mind. Daz Newsom, the wide receiver from North Carolina, that according to Ryan Talbot of NewYorkUpstate.com. Newsom is a fun player. I mean, he's a pretty dynamic route runner, super good ball skills, plays above his size. He'll compete for the ball in the air. He'll compete with the ball in his hands. There's something about watching this guy that you just love. With that said, he's small and kind of unathletic. So I think he's a slot-only type player. You hope his fun tape from North Carolina can translate to the NFL, but I, you know, I'm not. I'm surely not going to count on that. I'm not going to draft Daz Newsom and think that you're solidified at slot. But he's certainly an intriguing option. Charles Snowden, edge from Virginia. That, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network, he's interesting. He's like 6'6", 250 pounds, 35 inch arms. They played him a lot as a stand-up player at Virginia and some as a true defensive end. So, you know, he's a hybrid player. He's certainly lean. You don't really love the idea of him setting the edge and exchanging power with offensive tackles in the NFL, but if you want to be a hybrid type front, he's interesting. I mean, to me, he's a lot like Daryl Johnson, but, um, you know, the the, the thing about Daryl Johnson and why he's been able to stick around and play as much as he has is because he's been such a good contributor on special teams. So I think that's the blueprint for Charles Snowden. I like him better for more hybrid fronts, but he's a fun option, long and late downs, has a ton of length. You can you can have him rush a little bit, but also that length in coverage, it showed up at Virginia. He was able to really impact some throws by getting his hands in some throwing lanes. Next up is Eli Stove, wide receiver from Auburn. That, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network, he's a return guy, or he's billed as a return guy, but he really didn't get a ton of opportunities to do it. Um, Never fielded a punt or kick until 2020. He had three kick returns and four punt returns, 11 fair catches, no muffs. He ran 4.55 at his pro day with a 31-inch vertical and 9.11 broad jump. So small, slow, limited experience as a returner for a guy that's billed as a returner. He's a UDFA type camp body in my mind. Isaiah McDuffie, linebacker from Boston College, that according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network, he's interesting. You watch his tape. He's fast and he's physical and you love that about him. And he grew up in Western New York. I think he played his high school ball somewhere in Western New York, went to Boston College as a safety, transitioned to linebacker. Sounds a lot like Matt Milano, right? Um, I don't think he's quite as polished as Milano in terms of processing, but dude, like his speed and his physicality is fun. It's fun to watch. Now there are times where he looks like a dog chasing cars out on the field where he's in a hurry to get everywhere. He's overly aggressive, but if he can get the mental side of the game down, he could be a really fun second level defender. And right away, he should be a really good special teamer. So depth that linebacker, You know, middle of day three, he certainly interests me. Next up is Cam Bynum, cornerback from Cal, probably a slot option. I thought he was a pretty average player at Cal. I thought he struggled at the Senior Bowl. Late day three type guy. 
Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn. That, according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network, this dude has world-class speed. Like, he's a legit 4-2 guy. Decent size. Super underdeveloped as a as a receiver. Let's be honest. I mean, he's a track guy. He's he's a an athlete trying to play football. And he has some good moments. Like, you see him be physical. You see him uncover mostly due to speed. You see him make some catches. Like, he's not totally lost. He's not like TJ Graham. But I think... There's a, a curve ahead with him. So if you want that speed dynamic and just kind of see what can happen, I think he's interesting on day three. Tariq Thompson, safety from San Diego State. I'm not sure who that's according to, but it's something I can report. So if it's not out there, here I am reporting that the Bills have met with Tariq Thompson from San Diego State University. Really smart football player, good ball skills, just very ordinary with his athleticism. So I think he could be a depth safety and be a reasonably good depth player. I just don't know that he has starter traits, but really good production at San Diego State and a very smart football player. Jack Anderson, offensive lineman from Texas Tech. This is another signal to me that the Bills are going more zone heavy with their run game because that's what you see when you see Jack Anderson on tape. Played right tackle for Texas Tech, projects on the inside in the NFL, and what you like about him is body positioning, lateral quickness, and you know, just his ability to stay connected and, and, and work in zone schemes. So depth offensive lineman late in the draft, he's fine. And then Dalen Hayes, edge from Notre Dame, that according to Justin Mello of the Draft Network. Hayes is weird. He was like 270 back in 2019, got down to played in, played in the 260s this past year, and then at his pro day, he was like 253. So I think he's got a bit of an identity crisis with what type of player he needs to be at the next level and what his body type needs to be like. I like them best at 270 where he was a, you know, a heavy-handed run defender, kind of a base end. And then he got down to 253 and you're like, are you trying to be a stand-up guy? Like I I have a hard time just figuring out exactly what he wants to be, but his best moments come when he's defending the run. So I'd I'd want him to put some weight back on and see what he be, he can become as a base end. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. So many amazing flavors, and they're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like you're eating a candy bar, but it's a protein bar, and it's good for you. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you have to try Built Bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein high fiber, and great for anyone who is on the keto diet. Have a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL seasons are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by LOCKEDON and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, 
and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So let's close out the podcast today by taking a look at where Brandon Bean has been during the Pro Day circuit. And to our knowledge, there's only been four schools that he was present at. Doesn't mean there wasn't more. Doesn't mean that Joe Shane, the assistant GM, wasn't at several that were meaningful. Perhaps position coaches have been on the road. We don't know. The information just isn't there like it typically is. But we know that Brandon Bean went to Florida State. He went to South Carolina. He went to Alabama. And he went to Clemson. So I want to take a quick look at the potential prospects at each school that he had his eye on during his pro day tour that we are aware of. So he was at Florida State. Who does Florida State have? They have two very toolsy edge rushers in Josh Kando and Janarius Robinson. I like Robinson more than Kando. Neither guy reached their ceiling in college. Both guys, I think, have a chance to be better pros. I would bet on Robinson in the third or fourth round. I think he's a guy that has a ton of tools that really interest me. Hampson Nasrul Dean, the safety. If you're looking for a box safety, dime linebacker, guy that can match up with tight ends, give you an option when you want to go sub and you feel like you want to have somebody that can trigger and play downhill, he's super physical and gives you that. Marvin Wilson is a defensive tackle that they have. Um, super up and down on tape. He has some really impressive games like 2019 against Virginia where you think this is a top 10 player and shows you all kinds of pass rush ability, and then you watch him other times and he's top heavy and gets pushed around. He's got tools. There's something there, but he's highly inconsistent. Asante Samuel Jr., so we know that they Zoomed with him and they were at his his pro day, so we've already talked about him, so I don't want to go too much further, but there's another exposure to Samuel Jr. And then wide receiver Tamorian Terry. You guys remember Justin Hunter? Big, explosive, wins down the field, drops a ton of passes. That's that's Terry. So to me, he's a, a, a late-round gamble on a height, weight, speed guy with super underdeveloped wide receiver skills. He was at South Carolina. Who do they have? Well, they have a couple of good corners, J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn's going to be the first corner off the off the board. I predict he goes to Denver at number nine. I don't think he'll be for the Bills, but <laughs> Brandon Bean was there. They also have cornerback Israel Mukawamu, um, big, long, interesting player. You know, you think Joan Williams, you think Stanley Jean Baptiste type player. If the Bills need a, a size guy that they can match up with tight ends, he's certainly that. He's a good tackler. But he's so high-hipped and leggy, I'm not sure he can win full-time on the outside. They have wide receiver Shai Smith, who you guys have heard me talk all about Ole Miss wide receiver um, Elijah Moore. I think Shai Smith is the discount version of him, a guy that projects to the slot. They have Sedarius Hutcherson, a guard, super physical, nasty mauler in the run game. Um, He played tackle in 2019, and that didn't really work out. But in 2018 and in 2020, he played guard. And um, I think that's his natural spot. Yeah, I think he would definitely be an upgrade in terms of the run blocking. 
Uh, you probably get a little nervous about the pass protection, though. And then linebacker Ernest Jones, who is one of my favorite day three linebacker prospects, developmental starter traits in my mind, was the heart and soul of the South Carolina defense, a very good tackler, good in coverage, good in space. I mean, I think he's a bit of a sleeper in this class. Bean was at Alabama, and we always know they're loaded with prospects. Um, They have two offensive linemen, Alex Leatherwood and Landon Dickerson. Uh, Leatherwood is a guy that I can see as a tackle or guard in the NFL. Um, I like him better at guard. Um, Interesting player, you know, up and down tape, but he certainly has NFL traits and an NFL body. Landon Dickerson, we've talked a lot about. The, The big concern with him is the medicals. And after Brandon Bean talked about medicals and how the information wasn't there, we kind of gathered that he had some apprehension about these guys. I'm not sure if he's going to be in play. Najee Harris, the running back, who is my preferred running back for the Bills. If they pick a running back at 30, I hope it's Najee Harris because I think he's the best pass blocker and he's the best route runner and he has the best hands of any running back in this class. Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell are two wide receivers. Don't think they're in play for the Bills. Patrick Sertain, I've talked about him. He's one of the best corners in this class. I think he's gone in the first 15 picks. Christian Barmore is interesting. I don't I don't look at Christian Barmore and say, yeah, that's definitely a Buffalo Bill, but he's the most talented defensive tackle in this year's class. I mean, what this guy did in the college football playoffs and his high-level plays are, are super special. But you watch him on a snap-to-snap basis and you're left wanting more. Very inconsistent as a run defender. I mean... There's got to have it downs, third and ones, fourth and short. And the guy gets blown off the ball. If he finds consistency and plays at the level that we saw in the college football playoffs, I mean, he'd be a wonderful choice. So I think if there's a defensive tackle that goes in the first round, it's probably Barmore. Cleveland is a destination. Jacksonville is certainly a destination. But I can see teams being lukewarm on him and him sliding out. But predictively, I would say if there's a defensive tackle in the first round, it would be Barmore. They also have Dylan Moses, at linebacker, who was dreadful this past year. ton of buzz on him coming out of 2019. He's to- he tore his ACL, and goodness gracious, he struggled. They have quarterback Mac Jones, who I think will be a Chicago Bear when it's all said and done. And then Deontay Brown, who's a 360-pound guard. Heavy-footed, waist-bender, but he can maul. He's a big physical dude. He survived in the SEC. But I'd be concerned about some of those weight issues. The last team is Clemson. They have Trevor Lawrence, not in play for the Bills. Running back Travis Etienne, there's your home run threat. The Bills said if they were going to draft a running back at 30, it would be a guy that brings speed, right? The home run ability. So there's your guy. Wide receiver Cornell Powell, who late bloomer at Clemson, special teams guy, blossomed this past season, made some big-time plays for the Tigers. I bet the Bills would love to get him on day three. Amari Rogers is a player that they have who's really interesting to me. I mean, he's built like a running back, but he's a good slot receiver. Very good at uncovering quickly, competitive with the ball in his hands. Really good, actually, yards after catch. He helps you in the return game. I think the Bills would have to pick him in the second round, but if they feel like he's the type of answer they need to kind of add to this wide receiver core and make sure they have an option beyond Cole Beasley in a couple seasons, he would be interesting. And then they have Jackson Carmen, who's been the left tackle at Clemson, who projects more as a guard in the NFL. My comp for Jackson Carmen is Cody Ford. So I think you can kind of draw the parallels and um, hopefully he can stay healthy and develop at the next level. But uh, college left tackle that I think would be a guard in the NFL, especially for the Bills. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today on the podcast. 
going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Next week is the NFL Draft. Folks, it is coming soon. We're going to cover it all for you right here on the Lockdown Bills podcast. I'll get you ready even more earlier in the week, and then we got a lot to talk about late in the week as the Bills navigate through the 2021 NFL Draft and bring some young talent to this roster. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are. Make sure you're subscribed. Rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.